You're listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. AALL Insurance is locally owned and locally operated. Everybody needs insurance, especially young drivers. Give the people who support Arizona Varsity and Arizona high school athletes a chance to support your insurance needs. AALL Insurance. Click the link in the show description to find out more. We'd like to thank our friends at People's Mortgage for sponsoring Arizona Varsity and Arizona's athletes. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current mortgage, the experienced team at People's Mortgage is ready to help you. People's Mortgage has been a local lender for over 20 years, and their team has extensive knowledge of the local economy. They'll find the loan that best fits your needs. Rates are low, so connect with them today at 602-714-2555. That's 602-714-2555. Find out why they say, at People's Mortgage, it's all about the people. AZBK0904164 NMLS6274 Equal Housing Lender. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Take Easy Sports Show here on ArizonaVarsity.com. My name is Zach Alvira, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Newman. And Eric, I have a bone to pick with you on this episode because you said that you did not like the weekend's halftime performance. So we're going to start right there, and we're going we're gonna to argue about this. Why didn't you like it? Because I think you're crazy, personally. It was the sound was bad. The first two minutes, you couldn't hear him. Um, it was like just kind of it ended up being him just walking around the stage weirdly. Um, I don't really love his music. I think when there's two or three songs in something that you don't know, it kind of takes away from it. And I don't know. I just I got so tired. There were so many ads about him leading up to the Super Bowl, even more than usual. Every time you'd watch sports, there'd be a weekend ad. Um, and I don't know, there's just been so many amazing performers, uh, and not all of them have had amazing shows, but the, the big names that have come through, you've had Usher, you've had Beyonce and Bruno Mars a couple times, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bruno Mars again, Justin Timberlake, JLo and Shakira last year, just Missy Elliott, and, and the list goes on about all these amazing people that have come up, and then you just get the weekend. Um, I thought the, I know the, um, the the bandage guys on the face were supposed to be some deep meaning, but it ended up just being some stupid people not dancing very well um, with bandages all over their face. It looked weird. It was, um, he, it, it looked like he was trying to be a fake Michael Jackson. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was kind of silly. Hang on. Can you dance better than the people that were on the field? No, I can't, but okay, I Okay, well then you can't, then you can't say anything about them. Can you throw a, ball better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Then you can't say anything about how he played. I didn't say anything about how he played. So I think the fact that I can't dance better, I can't do anything better than any of those people, but you should be able to, you know, do an excellent job if I'm going to watch you at the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah, but I mean, you can't, you can't make a distinction on just that. Yes, I mean, he, I think he, every time you watch sports and you criticize who's good and who's bad, it's not saying that they're they're bad dancers, but they're bad dancers compared to some of the others that have come up. I mean, I guess, but 
I don't know. I thought, I thought that was a great performance. I mean, The Weeknd is a great performer. So, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I mean, my, I watched the game, I watched the game with my parents and, you know, they, they don't know who The Weeknd is, but they even said that they thought that was a really good performance. Yeah, they don't know who The Weeknd is because he's not as popular and famous and as good as all the other acts that have come up. Uh, we well, can take out the, not, not only that, but Scott thing, we hang, can, hang on. they don't count. That was awful. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. My parents are also older. And the weekend doesn't exactly, you know, I guess pull in that type of audience. So I mean, for for them to say they thought it was really good, I mean that says something. Do your parents have hearing problems? No, because I felt like I did with the audio um, that was going. But that's on. not. But that's not the weekend's fault. It's the performance fault. You would think they probably would have tried that out before, maybe tested it before he does a. Um, before he does a show. Well, yeah, but still the performance aspect, everything else along with that was very good. It was okay. I thought that the, the bandage guys were kind of lame. Um, you probably just, thought Lady Gaga, you know, descending from the top of the stadium was pretty cool too, didn't you? No, that was lame. I okay, think a lot of Super Bowl halftime performers are lame. Thank God. I'd be so no, mad if you said so that was awkward. better. That was super awkward what she yeah. did. It, it looked like terrible. she was. It looked like she was seizing um, as she was going through that, um, as if she didn't know that that was going to happen to her. No, I didn't think that was great at all. I think she's a good performer in general, um, if not just for her uniqueness. I don't know. And then the amount of people who used that stupid meme of him up close and going through the maze and everything—it was like, oh, great, we have this moment. Um, let's every single person make the same joke. Okay, but what else would you expect from Twitter, though? I the shouldn't same thing. The, I, just the, because it just because you would expect it doesn't mean it's good. The same thing happened last year with Shakira when she did that like thing with her tongue. Yeah, and that was stupid too. How many people made fun of that? I just think that people need to be more creative. Uh, and the one thing I'll give the weekend is it was a unique show. Uh, whether you like it or not is a different question, but it was unique. Hang on. I'm going to pull up some receipts here. You just said you think people need to be more creative. This is coming from the guy who tweeted out, my one tweet for the day, it's the superb owl. What the hell does that even mean? The superb owl. If you change the letter from one to the other, you move the B over. That's creative. Whether you find it good or not, it's not something you saw in your timeline otherwise. It makes no sense. It makes perfect sense. If you think about it, um, it's a really good owl. You know what superb means. Okay, but there was no owls involved in the game. There was no guys in masks involved either um, that looked like they had facial reconstruction surgery. I mean, it told a story. Whether though. you think it's a good tweet or not is a different story. It is unique, what I wrote. Mm, I don't know. You can find it stupid. And honestly, I probably do too. But yeah. the question of whether it's the same thing everybody else was saying is not up for dispute. I don't know if I can agree with you on this one. The one thing I did agree with you on is the fact that Blaine Gabbard has as many rings as uh, Breeze and Rogers. Yep, he's better than them. And it's actually funny that you tweeted that because I was going to tweet that out and I was like, eh, never mind. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard. Um... Wait, 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 did you say he's better than them? <laughs> he's as what? good as them. Jesus. So, and Robert Ory's better than Michael Jordan. 
Oh my gosh. And uh, is James Jones better than Michael Jordan because he went to the finals like every year for like a decade? He did go to the finals every year for a decade. He's certainly better than um, Charles Barkley and uh, all these great players who didn't win a ring because that's apparently what everyone cares about. No, I don't actually think that Blaine Gabbard's better, but it's funny to say because it gets reactions like that. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. That's fair. <laughs> you don't have to feel any particular way. All right. Let, let's see if you can make up for it. What was your favorite commercial or favorite commercials, plural? Um, I don't know. I really liked the idea. I, I think the funniest one could have been the, the Cheetos wasn't me commercial. Yep. Um, I think Shaggy was great. I think Mila Kunis was great. I just, uh, Ashton Kutcher cannot sing for his life. Um, Eric, I think that was the point. He it was so bad though. Eric, that was the point of the commercial. He could have just said it in a tone, like his singing was so awful. It was hard to look at, but the commercial itself was good. I just found myself going like, "Why don't you just say these words?" That was the whole point. (laughs) You think the whole point was for him to sing badly? The whole point of the commercial was supposed to be funny. It was funny. Him singing bad, it, it makes it even funnier. Uh, the thing is, he tr- sounded like he was trying to actually sing. Okay. Like, to, me it a, sounded like, to me, it sounded like he was trying to sing bad, to be maybe. honest. Maybe. Uh, that's fair. I'll give you that one, I guess. It's just, it, I guess it depends on what the um, what the intent was there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I even tweeted it out. Like, whoever came up with that commercial deserves a raise. Yeah, it was, was a great commercial. Was hilarious. I enjoyed it a lot. That was probably the funniest one that I saw. Another good one, though, and I'm going to, I'll honestly be so upset if you say this wasn't a good one, was the uh, Wayne's World with uh, Cardi B. That one that was, was funny, too. That was really funny, especially when they all, um, like, just kept changing into each other's clothes and everything. That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. I enjoyed that one. I think I think just the, uh, the matchup between those two uh, shows and personalities and everything, they're just so different that it yeah. made it interesting. Yeah, and of course, Cardi had to, you know, give her classic, like, I don't, I don't even want to try. Whatever it. noise she yeah, makes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, um, I, yeah. Uh, I did not like the Matthew McConaughey one. I thought that was incredibly stupid, where he was, like, 2D. Um, that made me upset, because it wasn't funny, and it wasn't good. Was that the... It was the Doritos 3D one. He's like walking out that one. And then he eventually slinks into a Doritos vending machine. I thought that was so dumb. Yeah, his Buick commercials are funnier than that. Yep. Even when they're not supposed to be. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. When they don't even mean to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. um, But it's just his personality where he just goes and sits in a Buick and starts rubbing it leather. He goes, "Mm, this is nice. There were some really bizarre ones in general, but I thought for for how tough it must have been to make commercials this year with COVID and everything, I thought it was a good job. Can I say one thing? The funniest thing I saw, and they were dead serious, which is, I guess, even worse. So I'm in these two Facebook groups for work, right? And just to kind of monitor, just in case anyone says anything about sports, that way I can just kind of, you know, pick up, pick up story ideas from that. I swear to you, Eric, that one person in there and we'll just call her Karen for, you know, because this is exactly what she is at this point. Might have been a 50-50 chance that's her actual name, too. Yeah, possibly. Um, she said something, or someone said, like, in the in the group, like, hey, what was your favorite commercial, or what would you not like about them, whatever. And, of course, she goes, 
Well, I really hate the fact that none of them had masks on. Like, <laughs> like okay, ma'am. Um, let's let's think about this for a second here. They're on a they're on a, a set. They're probably in a very controlled environment, and I would pretty much bet money on the fact that every single one of those people that were involved in the commercial were tested before they actually filmed. Of course. Like, come on. It's also, it's not real life. They're in, like you said, they're in a studio. They're in this controlled environment. Um, I would, I would venture a guess that it would be really difficult to hear what they were saying in a mask as it has been. We've seen this over time. Um, It, it's tough to hear. Um, Yeah. And, I don't know. It, it you don't need it for that. You're in this weird fake space where like yeah. you said you get tested and stuff like that. Yeah, that just that was just like I don't know. I, like I get like I'm all for wearing a mask and everything, but at that point like you're just going too far. Like that's just over the over the top in my opinion, but um another one apparently. I didn't actually see this one. Um but apparently there's a Sesame Street commercial, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, someone was also mad that they set a bad example for kids by not wearing masks in that as well. Yeah, the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, because the, the puppets are you know actually real. So. I don't yeah. Know. Um, Big Bird wearing a mask is important. Yeah. That. Although I, I think maybe Oscar the Grouch probably has COVID from all the trash he lives in and everything, right? Yeah, or maybe he's immune because of all the trash he lives in. That could be too. Um, yeah, maybe he's already got the antibodies like 12 times. It's like the running joke where it's like, if you've ever, uh, God, the funniest one and, you know, no offense to this business, but it was like, if you've ever been into the pool at Maya day and nightclub, then you're already immune. Oh yeah. (laughs) I would not touch that pool. I've never been there and I don't plan to go, but I'm just saying like, I mean, that's just funny. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. The paraplegic one was pretty cool. Game for a little bit. Uh, well, really quick, the paraplegic one was actually really cool. The swimmer. Yeah, that was solid. Yeah, I like that one. Not every commercial has to be funny, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and most of them end up trying to be, but sometimes yeah. you get an actually decent one that's just um, telling a good story or something yeah. along those lines. I will say, I did miss. I think they didn't do it last year either, but I do miss the uh, the Budweiser Clydesdales. Of course, yeah, they're awesome horses. They, well, not only that, but like they usually have that dog. Like I think it was a few years ago, they had an awesome commercial with them. I mean, every commercial they do with the with the Clydesdales are really really cool. But yeah, I wish they. I hope they come back with those next year. Yeah, that'd be fun. There was not. I mean, there were some, but you know, one of the staples of Super Bowl commercials is there ends up being a ton of beer commercials. Yeah, um, and there were some, but it wasn't the same amount. Um, there was the Post Malone, Bud Light one, um, but I I don't know maybe two or three Max is all we saw. There were a ton of other ones. Well, I think part of that is they don't want to like encourage people to go and celebrate with others. Like I know there was one commercial where like it, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it said something like you know when you're having a bad day and someone random comes up to you without and you know you're like hey let's go get a beer. It's like the you know the the I don't know quote unquote national saying of like let's you know go talk about this or what i don't know yeah anyway that one i was like eh, i mean 
you know, in times like these, maybe not the best to say that, but I mean, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. But I think that's probably the, one of the reasons why they didn't have very many of those. Um, did you see that band commercial from T-Mobile with Gronk and, uh, and Tom Brady? Yeah, it was fun. That one was pretty funny, I'm not going to lie. But, and I thought Drake from State Farm was kind of a clever idea. It was. It was good. I thought the commercial good. itself was not that funny, but yeah. the idea of just the, the pun of Drake from State Farm is a good one. Here's the best part. My mom doesn't know. My parents actually both, they don't know who Drake is, which is, again, the reason why they said the weekend's performance was pretty good. That's why I was like, all right, this is a pretty good performance. Um, my mom was like, oh, my gosh, that guy has a has a heart, you know, shaved into his head. How funny. That was bizarre, right? <laughs> do you think he'll look back on that in 20 years and be like, why did I do that? No, because he'll... He doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't care. I don't know. He cared enough to put it in there. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. No, it's you're right. Like, it's just like you know his his patchy, you know, random places on his arm tattoos. That's true. Like I don't think personally, I don't think that looks good. I think if you're gonna you know do anything, just go for the full sleeve. For sure. But that's just me personally. I mean, you know, everyone has different tastes. So um, let's get into the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life basically every single play. Uh, do you blame the offensive line of the Chiefs or is the D line of the Bucks that good? I just I think it's both. Yeah, um, like they were they were great all year, and the Chiefs line was was banged up. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it, we should have known that it was going to be something like that. And I mean, we saw we saw the Bucks destroy the Packers offensive line and the Packers offensive line was good this year. Um, so it was, it was crazy how much pressure they got on Mahomes. And I think as uh, Mahomes, yes, probably could have played better, but not by much. Um, it's hard to play better when you don't have any time to do anything. And it was even more apparent in the second half late into that game where every single play he was running backwards and they just couldn't get anything going. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was just crazy to me because I didn't like I thought the Chiefs would win, but I thought it'd be a close game. Never would I have th- imagined the Bucks just dominating in the way they did. Of course. And you and I talked about it last episode too. And you know, I'm happy for Bruce Arians. I'm happy for that coaching staff. But the fact that Tom Brady was on my television screen holding another Lombardi trophy, I was like, ugh. Like yep. I just couldn't. I honestly, throughout the fourth quarter, I just when the Chiefs couldn't do anything to even remotely come close to you know coming back, I just had this feeling of like just honestly a little bit of disgust because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like this is the most boring Super Bowl there's been in a few years. I think it was. Like, uh, the, honestly, probably the last one was uh, the last most boring one was when um, when the Seahawks just just dom- destroyed yeah. Denver. Yeah, dominated the Broncos. And at least that was interesting because it was so uh, defensive. Like there were great defensive plays, like the the pick six yeah. and that kind of stuff, and the safety. Like it, that was interesting because it was kind of the the coming out party for the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, wasn't wasn't that Russell's first year? It was it was like first or second, one of his first. Yeah. Years. Um. Yeah. So it was kind of their party where they came out and were like, "Okay, we're gonna be." 
great for a few seasons now. Um, and it was tough for um, tough for the Broncos fans, obviously. But yeah. um, we saw some. We've seen some good Super Bowls over the last few years. Yeah, it, that game was tough just because I think we all knew that because Peyton was the, yeah Peyton was quarterback at the time for Denver, so we all knew that his career was coming to an end. Now, obviously, he bounced back and did get one before he retired against Carolina. Um, and that wasn't a great game either. Well, no, because I mean. Cam Newton, it was like a self-destruction kind of thing. Yeah. Although, I, it, if I remember correctly, it was kind of the same situation, though, where the, the Denver offensive line just could not – I'm sorry, the Carolina op- offensive line could not block Von Miller. We've right? seen that before, is yeah. getting that pass rush with four um, yep. makes such a difference. Yeah, yeah, especially – I mean, yeah, if you can if you can bring only four and let your linebackers drop into coverage and – get to the quarterback that makes a huge difference in the game that was the difference in this game um it was it was it was what cost them and then the chiefs secondary not being able to cover that well they didn't get much of a pass rush with their four so they had to blitz some and then their their defensive backs couldn't get one-on-one coverage yeah i mean jason pierre paul played great shaq barrett was a monster he was tremendous and then vita vea i mean it, you look how big he is, it's hard to block him anyway. Yeah. So. And we forget yeah. guys like, yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul's on that team. Ndamukong Sue is on that team. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even hear Ndamukong Sue's name called that much. Yeah, he had, I think he might have had one sack. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it, it shows the depth of that defensive line that that's a guy who could be almost forgotten in that unit because, you know, you know he was as dominant as anyone in his day. Yeah, until he stomped on the uh, the Packers player. Yep. Then it all kind of went downhill a little bit there. But Yeah, he had the talent always, though. But yeah. Yes. You know who I am happy for, though? And I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the right guy. Devin White. Didn't he play a game a few years ago, like right after his brother was killed or something? That sounds about right. He's had yeah. a great career. Yeah, he. I, I really, really like him. I'm glad that he won. Um, but, I mean, that, that Bucks defense, I mean, that whole Buccaneers team in general – I mean, they're going to be very scary for at least another year, depending on how long, you know, B.A. and Tom Brady decide to stay in the game. Absolutely. You, we could legitimately see this same Super Bowl again next year. Yeah, I I would really love to see the Bills get there. Of course. Yeah, it is, there's going to be other teams that are going to be good. The Bills probably are going to be great again, but I just don't foresee the Chiefs really going anywhere. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals have potential to to I guess make a little bit of noise, but they they of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Packers are going to be back. The Cardinals could be better. Yeah, the um, Packers, who knows if Aaron Rodgers the, the rumors out there. That's true, and the Rams are probably going to be good with um now a legitimate quarterback. Yeah. Um we'll see what I've happens. I've watched Matt but... Stafford a lot and the guy as much as they don't win they didn't win with him. The guy could play. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the point I'm making is there's a there's a real shot this could be if we could run it back again next year. Both of these teams are going to be good again. Well, and like what's crazy too is we don't know where Deshaun Watson's going to go. Yeah, yeah, um, that can change everything. And not only that, but I mean, if the Aaron Rodgers now again, those are just very preliminary rumors. Who it probably won't actually happen. But if he does leave for a team like San Francisco, where he grew up that's in San Francisco's healthy next year. That's kind of the one thing people I think forget about San Francisco this year. 
they literally were missing like 10 guys on IR yeah. all season. Yeah, they, they had a lot of trouble in that way. But if they all can come back healthy, that's a scare. With, with, even with Jimmy G, I mean, all he has to do is just throw it up in, in reality. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, let, I mean, if they score once and let their healthy defense go to work, then they can win games by seven points. But I don't know. I mean, that could be scary, too, if, if, if someone like Aaron Rodgers were to go to them. Now, again, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but, you know, you never know. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be um, another interesting year. Just so many questions about who's going to come back to where and everything. Yeah. It's hard to prognosticate too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's get into one quick thing uh, here, Eric, and that is the uh, the sites and everything for the uh, the championship games in high school. So um, we're still over a month away from the Winter Sports Championship, so we're not going to you know get into it too much necessarily. Uh, Brittany Boyer, who we have had on the show before, um, she tweeted out that the AIA announced today, and we are recording on Tuesday, it's February 9th, uh, that you know pretty much most of the championship games, tournaments, whatever, they're all basically on the same exact day. And so I did a little bit more research. I looked into it, and sure enough, uh, 2A through 6A, boys and girls basketball, 3A, 4A boys and girls soccer and D1 wrestling championships are all on Saturday, March 20th. And then, I mean, and of course they're all at different venues. So it's like, man, um, first of all, for someone like you who has very good West Valley teams, that's going to be difficult. Oh, it's going to be incredibly difficult. Um, it, even just if you just take one sport by itself, not even thinking about the fact that there's going to be, uh, let's take basketball, uh, not even thinking about soccer and wrestling and everything. I mean, in just West Valley, 4A, 5A, and then we've got some good teams in 6A too. Um, There's a chance that two or three of those top games and maybe 3A or 2A have um, teams in them that are from the beat. And the same yep. for you. We could find uh, it, it could be six A. You've got an Awatuki team, or you've got yep. uh, a Gilbert team, and then Gilbert High in five A or something like that. And then four A. Who knows? Um, it's going to be really, really difficult to cover all of it. Um, and I, I get what they're doing because they want to get it done as quickly as possible. Um, and you know, w- with the precautions and everything, I'm sure it's easier for them to have staff on one day and not have to spread them out, but it's, it's definitely yeah. going to be a challenge. Yeah. I mean, the only, no, I, I was just going to say like, I guess the only good thing is like some of these games are actually at the same location, but all the big school basketball games are at Mesquite. Yeah. And nothing else is at Mesquite. Yeah. So, that's the thing is five yeah. and six, eight basketball for both boys and girls is going to be at, mesquite so that's just going to be one day where there's four back to back to back to back um and likely some of us will probably be at all of those yeah and it might end up being that the three and four a get less coverage because of it or something like that depending on who falls where yeah which would really be tough because you know they all deserve coverage but i mean in reality i'm a one-man team you're a one-man team and that's just how it is unfortunately that's how it is 
Um, Last year, we went. You and I went to both semifinal games for six A as well. Um, yeah, we saw, or maybe the quarterfinals. We saw a Mountain Point and a Desert Vista game in the same day, within a couple hours of each other in the playoffs. It was um, the it was the semifinals, and, and the reason yeah. we were able to do that is because Desert Vista's game was pushed to like four o'clock, I think it was, on a Saturday. And they played Skyline. That game got over by like 5.30, 6 o'clock. And then I was able to immediately um, run over. I think you wrote that story for me. And then I was able to immediately run over to... um, No, maybe I wrote that one. No, I did write Desert Vista. Either way. And then we were able to run over to Mountain Point where they were playing... um, No, what game was it? You're right. I don't think... I think it might have been quarterfinals. It might have been quarters. But there was there was a time where you're right. We actually were able to go from um, it was quarterfinals. You're right. It was desert. It was, it was desert Vista Cesar Chavez in the quarterfinals at like then, four o'clock, and then we went over to uh, Mountain Point where they played Pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. So but you're right. It was one of the is we've seen days where we have to go to both, but um, you know, four games back to back to back to back is a lot. Well, we did that with, you know, when the venue was at ASU two years That's ago. True, but usually it would be two, I think, right? Like it would be 5A no. back to back and then 6A. No, remember in, in the uh, in the semifinals at ASU, you and I got there and we watched, maybe you didn't. I watched, um, who was it? I watched Castile at the time against someone. It was the girls. Then I watched the boys, who I didn't have anybody in that in that game. Then I think we watched both five A boys and five A girls at the same time. Yeah, that sounds about right. There was one day where I think you and I were literally at ASU for like ten hours. Yeah, and that's going to be what it is this time. It'll just be at yeah. Mesquite, which at least is a nice gym. I like the Mesquite facility. Yeah, I do too. And it's a very big gym, so it allows everyone to spread out, which is nice yeah. too. So. I think- We've yeah. seen a lot of, like, the badminton stuff was there. Big games are always, uh, volleyball's yeah. out there a lot. Uh, and then the same with Coronado and Campo Verde um, for outside things, or that makes sense. Well, those also are turf fields. That's probably why. Yeah. Like, the AIA has Desert Vista listed as a potential site, which right now it looks like 5A. Um, actually, no, I guess 5A. 5A basketball is still to be determined as far as where they're going to play. But Desert Vista was listed as a potential site, so I don't know if they're going to use it or not. I think it's just a backup. I'd be surprised uh, if they don't go somewhere in Gilbert. For the 5A that, game? Yeah. That's because, you know, a, a lot of the stuff is around there. I mean, in reality, they could be waiting to see who the top seed is in the tournament. That's true. Because like if Ironwood gets it, then I mean they might try to pick a central location just in case they were to make it. You know what yeah. I mean? But then again, you already mentioned it. But what if Gilbert's the number two seed? Yeah, which which they play this week, by the way, which will be a really good game. That um, is going to be a really good game. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens. Yeah, um, I think that it's just going to it's going to present some logistical. I won't call them problems, but challenges. Yeah, I mean. It's nothing that we haven't dealt with before, though. Yeah. I mean, and that's also the good thing about the great coaches that we have. Because, like, for example, I mean, everyone's going to take pictures. So, like, if, let's say, um, 
man, I don't even know what example I can give. If it, let's say I have two teams playing in the six A, but I have one team playing in four A, you know, just for the sake of me covering the one of the two teams that are going to win the championship, I'd probably go to the six A game. But for the four A game, I probably have the coach's number, so I can easily just call them after and you know get just a small you know story written up for them, and they can yeah. probably send me pictures or whatever. So you know that's kind of the good thing about the coaches we have is most of them, actually, pretty much all of them, I think, would do that, which is awesome. So of course, um, you want to get into Twitter questions? Yeah, let's do it. Um, the first one comes from our friend Gridiron Arizona. Two part question. Uh, first part is: Should a star pro athlete have a say in who the front office drafts or acquires in free agency? I think this kind of goes hand in hand with not only the Aaron Rodgers situation last year where they didn't draft a wide receiver, um, but I guess kind of the Deshaun Watson thing where they didn't let him actually choose the head coach or GM, I believe it was one of the two. Um, I think it's GM because they haven't hired a head coach yet, have they? That sounds right. Yeah, so um, I'll answer first. I think if he's an in- if if this athlete, boy or girl, is a major part of your team and is essentially the face of a franchise, like Aaron Rodgers, like LeBron James, like Deshaun Watson, then I think, yeah, I think you give them at least a heads up of who you're trying to bring in. Um, I mean, I think the Suns did that with Devin Booker. Because yeah. like at the end of the day, if this is if this athlete is the one that gives your team the best chance of winning, you want to keep them happy. Absolutely. And like things have changed over the course of the years. Obviously, LeBron had a big part in that, in essentially becoming the GM for the Lakers um, or the Cavs, I should say. But um, and you know, just a side note: all those joke videos about like the locker room in Cleveland when he was like trading everyone, hilarious. Um, yeah all the parodies but yeah I, I think yeah I think you give them a, I think you let them have a say in it to be completely honest I mean you don't have to actually yeah. go with their decision but I mean let them have a say that's the thing it's the nuance between uh the nuance of yes you want them to to have a say but they don't control it exactly um, at the end of the day it's somebody else's job but you it'd be very easy to say hey what do you think of this guy um do you like this person do you like this person do you think that this person would make sense in our scheme and everything and just kind of get their opinion and then at the end of the day like i said it's the it's the job of the gm or whoever's running that organization to actually make that decision but i don't know it it, i think yes you want to keep them happy even if you don't end up using what they say just the idea of asking yeah feeling involved yeah i agree uh, second part of that question, uh, the best thing that you ate during the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll let you go first because mine's boring. Mine is really good, but I don't think you'll expect it. Okay. Eggplant Parmesan. Interesting. Yeah, it was delicious. Mm. Um, you know, nothing too crazy cooked. You gotta, with eggplant, it's tough because it's a really bitter food by itself. Yeah. But for a half hour, you soak it in lemon juice and salt. Uh, let it take up, it bubbles up a little bit. You take all that part off and it's good to go from there. Get a good tomato sauce, some good cheese. Uh, it's delicious. 
Nice. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out a way to approach this in like a not so boring way because mine's also not not what you would think. Um so I've been on a um, I've been on a big health kick for the last like 2 weeks now. So I haven't really allowed myself a quote unquote cheat day. Um I had grilled pork chops with roasted potatoes and broccoli. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was really good. But it's not like the classic like you know, pizza wings, um, I don't know, what other, you know, finger foods, I guess you can say. Right. Like, when I when I used to go to Super Bowl parties at my friend's house when I was younger, like, we were all in, like, pretty much I went to one every single year at the same house from elementary to, like, high school um, before we all went off to college. I mean, I'm talking, like, uh, pigs in a blanket, buffalo dip, cheese dip. I mean, course, just every – Every appetizer you could literally think of. They would also get like a bounce house. Like it was so fun. Um, yeah, that sounds great. It uh, yeah. Part of it is, you know, when you're not with these big groups of people right now, you don't need all these different adver- uh, uh, appetizers. And yeah. so that was the thing with me is we just kind of made a, a, a dinner rather mm-hmm. than eight different dishes or whatever. Yep, exactly. Now, granted, next year. Hopefully we can do, you know, some big, maybe make like a big Team AZV Super Bowl party thing, but we'll see what happens. Um, Second question. I'll let you go ahead and uh, ask that one. If you've got just chili, what are you guys listening to when you're working out or running? Um, And I think he's asking about music, but what I actually listen to is a lot of podcasts and audio books. Interesting. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I love audible. I think it's great. Um, it's kind of my time when I can really just digest some content and learn something um, while I'm doing something else. I have a hard time just sitting and listening alone. Yeah. This gives me uh, an, an an excuse to listen to something I've been wanting to listen to, a book or whatever, uh, and actually do something productive while it's going on. Uh, and then obviously sports podcasts, comedy podcasts, but depends on if I've got a great book I'm reading. Um, or listening to, I guess, is the case in this circumstance. Um, that's what I go with. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, my decision is boring because it's pretty much what everyone expected. Uh, hip hop. Yeah. So that's, I mean. And I dig that, that too. It. That's it. So, um, Jacob Saliga asks us, uh, what fast food place has the best breakfast? Do you think it's dumb? So, should I just go with the national one or should I go with my own experience that you wouldn't know? Um, do both. Cause I'm curious now. So there's a place in Rochester, Minnesota called snappy stop, which is just a kind of a dive drive through only there, like a one, it's not a chain. Uh, and mm-hmm. they would had great breakfast. It was just a burger, uh, drive through, but they had, you know, the typical fast food breakfast, but it was pretty yeah. good. Their best thing they had, though this wasn't breakfast, was they had homemade ice cream sandwiches that were just absolutely mm. delicious. Every time I go back to Minnesota, which it's been a while now, I uh, I drive past there and get a get something to eat. Their their ice cream sandwiches is always on the menu for me. Um, okay. But I think it's hard to argue nationally with McDonald's, right? Yeah. Like. You know you're you know what you're getting. It's good every time. Yeah. What do you get from McDonald's? Just out of curiosity for breakfast. Whatever. 
I could go with the sausage egg McMuffin. Okay. Or you could go with whatever, but you all you have to get the hash browns, right? That's the classic. So weird. I'm not a big fan of the hash browns. Really? But to me, they're just too greasy. That that's the thing. Is I don't eat a lot of hash browns in general. Yeah, neither um, do I. It's it's not something I make for myself. No. And it it honestly has been a while since I've eaten McDonald's breakfast or any fast food breakfast. Yeah, if you're just too. going for taste by itself, it, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. I mean, the McGriddles are awesome because it's like, yeah. you know, a mixture of everything. Um, I will say their their hotcakes are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm really, the breakfast is like the only thing I like for McDonald's, to be honest. You're not a chicken nugget guy? I mean, I do like them, but I don't like crave There's them. better chicken nuggets you can get. Yeah. Like, I don't crave them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't crave McDonald's in general, but yeah. I'm just saying like, if I was out and about and I said, man, I want a really good breakfast, I'd, I could go to McDonald's. For sure. Um, also, I guess it kind of depends on how I'm feeling, but I like uh, breakfast burritos like Filiberto's, Los Favs, uh, Papa Chavos. Yeah, that's a whole girl. different category, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. that Yeah. I mean, no. It is fast food, though. It is fast food. Um, we'll count it. Yeah, I I agree with you though. That's yeah. I feel like it's a different category, but similar at the same time. A yeah. good breakfast burrito from one of those drive-in places is delicious. Yeah, and because you mentioned a place that you would that I would never obviously know about because I've never been to Minnesota. Now I don't know if you've been to Alabama before. I have. I've been to Birmingham a not. few times actually. There, I think they're out of business now, but there used to be this place called Mama Goldberg's, which is just as southern as it gets. Um, they used to have this like so it's a nacho like classic nacho but the main difference for their chips they use doritos Hmm. it was so good but goldberg sounds pretty jewish to me yeah i don't know i mean their food in general was so yeah it was really good sandwiches and stuff like yeah so that makes sense yeah um there's also i mean obviously this is you know actually no it's kind of weird because there's also this place in Birmingham called Superior. It's a Mexican food. It's a, like a Mexican restaurant. Best fajitas I've ever had. Hands down. Love a good fajita. Yeah. Best fajitas I've ever had. And I mean, that says something because obviously Alabama is probably more known for their barbecue, which they have extremely good barbecue places too. But I mean, man, the the fajitas there were crazy good. Like Hard to beat a good fajita. Yeah, it is. I mean, the homemade tortillas, everything it was awesome. Yep. Um, fourth question, I'll let you go ahead and uh, ask it. So we're, this is from Cody Cameron, uh, who has to just throw in that he was lifting while he asked it. Of course. Um, it's because he does. But yeah. would you rather come across a great white shark in the ocean or a lion in the safari? And I think that I'm going to ruin this by saying, of course, a lion in the safari, because if I'm in the ocean, I can't breathe. <laughs> so I think I have a little bit more. I don't have much of a chance against a lion, but I do have a chance of living because I can breathe. So here's my thing. I feel like <laughs> if we're talking about like scuba diving or just being out or even just swimming, um, I feel for me personally, now I'm probably wrong, but 
I mean, don't you think a great white shark is a little bit more like mellow and wouldn't just attack on sight like a lion would? I've never run into a great white shark before. I couldn't. You haven't. Oh. oh, I thought you have. Nope. Um, I've I mean, swam with sharks before, but not great white ones. But that's what I'm saying is you can swim with sharks. Obviously, you're in a cage. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're just they're not as prone to just immediately attack you. Oh, I don't know. If I saw a great white shark, I would be uh, my pants would not only be wet because I was in the water. Oh, well, if I saw a lion, a, a wild lion, and I had nothing in between me, and then also a shark, I would also probably just die of a heart attack before they Oh, you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed. But, but what I'm saying is I feel like the lion would attack a lot, like, I don't know. I feel like they would attack more or, you know, unprovoked. I feel like they would be unprovoked to attack, whereas a shark might just be like, yo, what are you doing in my turf? You know yeah. what I mean? I'll give you that. Um, I just also am not swimming faster than a shark is. Either way, you're screwed. Would you punch a shark? No. <laughs> Why would I do that? Well, they say if you punch a shark's nose, it goes it goes away from you. I guess. But like, if, if, you, if you try to like up to me and it's a great white or something that could eat me, I wouldn't. I'd be so scared. I wouldn't have the wherewithal to punch it. I'd be like, oh shoot, a shark is attacking me yeah it would freeze like any normal person and i feel like if you punched a lion it would just be like i don't know it would just look at you like, oh that's like inconvenient now i'm gonna right. yeah now i'm gonna kill you even you know faster um yeah. <laughs> what a bizarre question from Cody. Yep. I, I honestly would like to know why he was thinking about that like he in the thinking like, about would... what animals he could fight <laughs> <laughs> he just got done on bench he's like oh my chest well i could totally beat up a lion <laughs> at least a wild boar <laughs> he wants to become as strong as russians and get a bear in a headlock right uh cody we love you um final question i think you skipped over this one on purpose because it's probably the hardest question i honestly don't even think i have an answer for uh from andrew morgan um man our intern why is he see intern jacob was nice and gave us an easy question intern andrew just wants us to cause controversy uh name a non-receiving tight end in the state of arizona i was thinking about this yesterday i honestly can't find one i'm with you i can't find one because at this level if you play tight end i guarantee you're gonna get a chance to catch the ball at some point that's the thing so and a lot of the guys that would normally be tight ends, I think, are playing receiver. We saw a guy like, don't you think Andrew Morris at the college level at, of Mesquite could be a really good tight end at college? Yeah. I mean, Xander Werner got recruited as a tight end, but he played that's quarterback. What I'm saying, is a lot of those yeah. guys are playing receiver in college or in high school because, you know, they're just at this level, the skill differences. That. Yeah. So there's not a lot of guys who are playing tight end that aren't going out for passes. So let's switch it up then. Which tight end, who is also a pass-catching tight end, is one of the best blockers that you've seen? Michael Masoon is at Hamilton. Is really that great. was my choice. Yeah, really talented player. I mean, when you're, you know, as big as he is and you can literally push a, you know, H2 Hummer um, and a truck at the same time, um, you know, you're, you're generally a pretty good Yeah, that guy blocker, could be, so. he could be an effective, just like a right tackle. Um, 
if yeah. that's what he wanted to do because he can block really well. Yeah, he could be a really good right tackle too, or a left tackle blindside yeah. for a right-handed quarterback. Well, I guess for uh, for Nico, be yeah, right tackle would be probably better because. Well, I say right tackle because traditionally the tight end lines up next to the right tackle, and at least in like yeah. an eye form and everything. Yeah, yeah, strong side. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That, he's a good one. Um, I can't really think of any. Like Jake Schmidt came to mind as far as like receiving tight ends from Corona because he was awesome all year. Yeah. Um, Kevin Sawitzki is also a very good blocker from Mountain Point, who by the way just signed uh, PWO from Iowa State, who you know yep. will turn that into a scholarship probably very very soon. Yeah, we talked um, about him last week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he's also a very good blocker. I've seen him block, but he's also an extremely athletic tight end. Eric, what do you say we uh, start to wrap things up? Although there is one quick nugget that I want to bring up that we didn't mention about the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't be a Super Bowl in Florida if there wasn't a streaker involved. Um, I saw today that apparently that guy that did the streaking put a $50,000 prop bet that there would be a streaker. And apparently his friend jumped over first to uh, you know distract the security guards. So then he jumped over, got on the field, and I think his whole payout after the one thousand uh, dollar fine that he faced, or bail, I guess you can say, after jumping on the field, he made like three hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. Good for him. If that's true, I saw that same thing on Twitter. If that's actually true, uh, good for him. I wonder if there's after the bail if he's going to face any other criminal charges or anything. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But the idea of it, I mean, if he's actually uh, thought enough about this to make sure he's not going to be in any other trouble uh good for him for doing something creative i guess right i mean i wonder if you can get in trouble for like doing that though if you if you placed your own bet on it yeah i don't know how that works yeah who knows anyway all right let's wrap things up eric uh once again thank you all for listening uh make sure to give us all a follow on twitter at zach alvira at human rights at azhsfb and at arizona varsity by the time this episode is up then you will officially have the Arizona Varsity 4A through actually all of them, right? 2A through 6A award winners. Uh, make sure to keep an eye on that. Chili is, uh, from what I know, announcing it during his two-piece. Again, by the time this episode is actually up and running, they will have already been announced. So congratulations to all the winners. And uh, it was a very fun process, different from last year. We had to do it over Zoom and everything, but fun nonetheless. Um, Eric, any last words before we uh, wrap this up? I'm coming up in May. Uh, what? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> you bet I'm coming up in May. All right. Uh, talk to you all next week.